You're listening to the Breakdown Duo with Deb and T-Wise. They break it down to build you up. Let's join this mother-son duo as they break down tonight's hot topic. All right, what's up, everybody? This is T-Wise. I'm here with my mom, Deb. Hey, T.Y., how's it going? It's going awesome. So did you stuff. want to say something special to me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday. No. Oh, I mean, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah. Hey, all those listeners out there, we just want to say special happy Mother's Day to everybody. And, well, we're pretty excited because we have a special guest today for Mother's Day, yeah, yeah. and I think you're going to just love her. We are just getting to know her ourselves, so uh, we'll jump in here in a second. But first of all, I just want to say some of the ways that we get these special guests and ways that we connect with people in the community are through our listeners. So big shout out to Jerry for getting us uh, the information on on our guest mm-hmm. and uh thanks jerry for listening every week and right. so absolutely let's do this let's do it well um we are delighted today to welcome our special guest tammy huber welcome to the podcast tammy thank you thank you for having me i'm excited to be we- here we uh read your story actually a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. And found it uh, just amazing to read all the details of not only what you've gone through in the last five years, five, six years, maybe even longer, because we don't know the exact time frame, but the way that um, God has helped you use this um, and your son's legacy. And so I think just to get started why don't you just tell us, uh, we're going to be talking to you about your son, Jack. Mm-hmm. And so tell us a little bit about what was Jack like as a, as a young boy? So Jack was my third child of four. <clears throat> okay. I have a much older son, 10 years older than my younger three. And I had three children within three years. And he was the middle of those three. And he definitely lived up to the middle child. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What they say about middle children. Um <laughs> He was rambunctious, uh, wore his feelings on his sleeve, happy-go-lucky, um, definitely opinionated, um, and and a, a natural-born leader and had an engineer's mind and um, mm. a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Baseball player, loved baseball, and uh, all-around great kid. Hard yeah. of gold. Yeah. What, what uh, position did he play in baseball? Uh, he was a pitcher. Oh, and, fabulous. Uh, yeah, sometimes he caught, but he was mostly a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that middle child, him. usually, you're right, that middle child has the energy and the focus and the challenge. So. Yeah. yeah. All right, so tell us a little bit about his story. So um, when Jack was 13, uh, back in 2017, so, you know, he's been playing baseball since he was four years old. He started out with T-ball and um, – really excelled on the mound and pitching and, and batting and just really was an exceptional athlete. And uh, mm-hmm. in 
the beginning, we moved from Portland to Salem uh, in 2016. Um, I worked down in Salem. And so he got involved with the team there. And um, in 2017, uh, the beginning of the season, he started having some pelvis pain. And um, we thought maybe he had a gluteal tear of some kind, just because being a pitcher and really just kind of lifting that leg and, you know, maybe overexerting himself and that kind of thing with that range of motion that you do as a pitcher. And so we just kind of watched it for a couple of weeks and then we went to the doctor. It wasn't getting better and they had us do physical therapy and I'm a nurse. And so I was kind of paying more attention to the physiological stuff that was going on with him and, and that kind of thing. And so, um, physical therapy just wasn't helping. It was just getting worse. And so we, um, I then was like, okay, well, we need to maybe do some imaging. I had done some research on tears. Maybe it's a higher grade of a tear. Maybe we need surgery for repair, that kind of thing. We did an x-ray um, and the, the report came back that it was negative for any abnormalities. And of course, x-rays, you only see bone, really. Um, you don't see soft you know, tissue or that kind of thing. Um, and then three weeks later, we did an MRI. He got to the point where he couldn't sit in the car. He had to take wow. baths all the time. His pain was just too much. And, um, we did an MRI and, uh, they were ready to send us home because he couldn't complete the MRI. And I was like, we were up at OHSU and I said, nope, I'm not leaving until you, you have a doctor read this report now. Something's wrong. And, wow. um. And I just kind of got firm and planted myself there. And I was like, this is my mama's heart. I have to do this. I have to advocate for this child. And so um, I stood there and 10 minutes later, he was being rushed down into the ER. Um, and I had all these different disciplines coming to me, oncology and pediatrics and all these things. And, you know, I, I knew what that meant, but my brain didn't register, oh, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, he was admitted for pain management, and uh, they saw a 10-centimeter mass, so you figure 10 centimeters, uh, on his left pelvis, and uh, that was the beginning of our cancer journey that we didn't know at that time. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like the size of a softball, almost. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 13 years old. 13 That's years old. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we suspected cancer and, and, you know, they had to do a biopsy and, and we had to wait another week and a half to actually get the results of that. And when that came back, um, I already suspected just based on where we were and and being a medical Mm -hmm. professional. Um, And uh, when we finally got that definitive answer, it was like, okay, well, this is what we've got to do. And Jack was devastated, of course. And, and uh, how can this be? And, you know, he's had, we've had cancer in the family and he knew what that kind of looked like, but for himself to have this now, this battle was, was extremely difficult for him. Um, But he rose above that very quickly. He, okay, you know, this is what we're faced with and this is what we're going to, we're going to conquer it. And we're going to, we're going to do what we need to do to get to the other side of it. And and, and that journey began. So Tammy, uh, you know, when I was a senior in high school, I was diagnosed with epilepsy mm, and yeah. they took my driver's license and obviously not near as bad as what Jack went through, but it kind of forced me to stop playing basketball and a lot of mm. other things. And 
And we always talk about how I handled it better than my parents did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, it kind of sounds like Jack might've been the same way. So I'm just curious from your perspective, uh, you know, once he did rise above it and kind of took that on, what do you think it was that, that allowed him to do that? Well, I think there's several factors in that. I think for one, our faith, you know, we, we, um, everything we, we give back to God. We, you know, we, uh, in prayer and, and, you know, um, I don't want to say God's not going to give you more than you can handle because sometimes I don't know if I, at the time, I don't know how much I believed that just because I was just so devastated, but I really kind of held on to that too, in the back of my mind, just for some strength for Jack. And, um, I, I think that he, you know, I've raised my kids that when we have challenges and they've seen me go through challenges that we, we buckle down, we pull up our pants and we just forge forward. And, and I think he had that attitude of, okay, this is a problem and we're just going to move forward. And I think that he, he had that strength and that resiliency and, um, it sucked, but he, he really forged forward and, um, not knowing what the outcome was going to be, but we believed that he would, he would survive it. And death was never even on the table in the beginning. Like, you know, you have this, this battle ahead of you and you just need to fight it, you know? And so, yeah. You said, you said something that, um, I want to jump on board. I tell you what, Tyler, when we have a guest and they're this honest, I think it helps our listeners and it helps us more than anything else because I don't know one person that hasn't been in a situation, Tammy, where you're like, okay, God promises he won't give me more than I can handle. He promises a way out. Why does it feel like right. he doesn't get this? So for you to actually, you know, confess that yeah. and just say, that's where I'm, I'm past that now, but that's some of the stuff I had to deal with on top of everything else. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, you, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but sure. in my mind, I keep thinking, uh, maybe I'm figuring this out right. How long was the battle? From the time of diagnosis to the time that he passed away was nine months. Oh, my word. That's not, what I was not, thinking. Not, not very long at all. It was a very, very aggressive. He was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, and that is a, a tumor. You know, it's in, in young adolescents. Um <clears throat> And it's, it's in the joints and in the growth plates of bones and that kind of thing. So you'll, you'll find it in the shoulder or the elbows or the knees and that kind of thing. And so for his to be in his pelvis was a little bit more rare than what osteosarcoma presents as. And um, it was extremely aggressive. It had very, it like it, it attached itself to his spine and then it went to his lungs eventually, you know, over this course of nine months. And then other air organs and that and that and so, mm-hmm. yeah, nine months. Nine wow. months. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Well, we want to get to the good news. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of good news, yeah. but while Jack was in the hospital, he wasn't just totally focused on himself. Right. So tell us a little bit about um, what got started in his heart, and then how you've carried it on. So Jack, um, 
has always had a heart of giving, paying it forward. We, we, we would, we're the family that when you're in Starbucks line, we're paying for the guy behind us or, you know, there's a, we see a homeless guy on the street and we are going through McDonald's and we'll buy them a lunch or, you know, whatever. So but he's, he's been raised in the paying it forward and giving it back kind of thing. Cause we've, yeah. we've gone through hard times and we've been blessed by other people. And so we've always been that kind of family as well. And so in the hospital, you know, being a teenager, there's not really a whole lot to do there, but play video games. And, you know, they have a, they have child life, which are an amazing organization of volunteers that come around and entertain the kids with music and toys and, you know, that kind of thing. And so when they came to him one day, he was really struggling and he just, he just, they asked him, do you want something from the toy closet? I know you don't usually get that. Um, Take anything from there. And he's like, well, gosh, do you have any Legos? to build. And they were like, buddy, we don't get Legos very often. And, and he's like, well, that's um, cruddy. And he actually had an expletive (laughs) word as a teenage boy. And it was like, whoa, what? But, you know, I let him be transparent. (laughs) I let him be himself. Um, And that's where he was feeling at the moment. And so he looked right at me and he said, well, mom, we need to fix that. These kids need Legos. I need Legos. So if I need them, then these other kids need them. And so that that began the journey of him um, planning how to provide Legos to this hospital so that these kids would never be told, no, we don't have Legos. And that uh, is crazy. Yeah. So how many sets of Legos was he able to gather before he passed away? Um, we. Gosh, I, probably a couple. I think he so his goal was 100 boxes. And it was a hundred smiles. That's a hundred smiles, mom. A hundred smiles. Imagine mom seeing a hundred kids smiling and laughing. And of course, that's a huge number, right? I mean, that's you line up a hundred people, that's a big number. And so I was like, oh, that's you know, that's an amazing goal, bud. And um, in my head, I'm like, that's so small. Why are we why are we shooting for so small? But let's just start, right? And um, he we probably collected just under a hundred. Um before wow. he before he passed away and um and uh he opened every single one of those amazon boxes to see what it was he'd turn it around he'd shake it he'd feel it he'd be like oh yeah a five-year-old is gonna love this or <laughs> oh my gosh a 14 year old kid is gonna totally love this and you know so he was very hands-on very involved and uh it just it just grew grew yeah. social media is a wonderful thing <laughs> and most yeah you can make it wonderful <laughs> yes exactly right? yes <laughs> yeah so yeah I, I i think that is uh one of the things that really drew me to the, the story is the fact that as i was you know reading the article one of the articles that's been written about jack um, and your family is just that heart and of his even when he's going through such a battle and just constantly looking beyond himself yeah. and to others. And, um, you know, we, we spend so much time in our lives talking about legacy and how you want to be remembered and, and what do you want to leave behind? And I, I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, but I don't think Jack was thinking about what am I going to leave behind? He was just thinking in the now, yeah. how can I help other people? And it doesn't matter that I'm going through something. I just, they, I see a need and and it needs to be addressed. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, for me, 
when I'm feeling down or whatever and, and, and being able to give to somebody else or a positive word to somebody else also helps me, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the moment of whether I'm, where I'm feeling down. And I, and, and I've taught my children that, and I think Jack was that way too. And it's just, yeah. I mean, it's obvious he was that way that he, even though he's got his struggles, other people have their struggles too. too and it, it made him feel good to be able to mm-hmm. know that he was helping other people. He, he, um, not only did he do Legos, but he started, you know, people gave him gifts and and money and stuff. And, and he put some money aside and he wanted me to give, you know, some money to a high school senior who was going to go off to college for a scholarship, you know, a baseball player. And so I did that for him, you know, so he's just always, yeah, I'm dealing with this, but I need to help others too. And it made him feel good. And I think that that helped distract him too from the pain that he was going through. When we help others, we're, we're feeling good about that too. Not because we want the recognition or anything like that, but that's just our nature of loving others and loving on others. And um, he definitely had that quality about him at at a very young age. I was, he, he blew me away, blew me away. And I I love the simplicity of what you said of, you know, mom, that's a hundred smiles. And and I just, I'm thinking about that. Like, if we all went out every day with the intention of, you know, can I, can I make 10 people smile today? Yeah. And, and, you know, can I just brighten their day up? And if all of us embrace something like that, you know, you just think about how your community would improve and how your yeah. network would improve. And, um, and again, I, I kind of keep harping on, but I, I feel like Jack was doing this unconsciously yeah. just out of the goodness of his heart. And yeah. What an an amazing example to to take from. So well, and and get this, I know this is our Mother's Day special. Yeah, I hope if you're a mom out there listening to this, and you have a teenager, that you grab them and say, "Listen mm-hmm. to this story," because how many thirteen and fourteen year olds, literally, how many thirteen and fourteen year olds have any focus except self? Yeah. And so this is such a great story of how we can make a difference and age does not matter. So uh, we want to get to the last part of your story. But before we do, you said you have four children, right? Yeah, I do. So talk about impact of this on the others. And I know those nine months must have been crazy for you being at the hospital. How did you get through all that? And how did the kids make it through? Well, I have a really good support system with my friends Wonderful. and my family. And so, you know, that I, I, and I was, I was a single mom um, and dad was not involved. And so uh, I really was essentially having to count on my community and my family and um, they just rallied around us, you know? And so the kids just had all that support and, and I would be up at the hospital for days and I'd switch out and have somebody stay at the hospital so I could go home and, and be with my other kids. I had an adult child, you know, he's, he's moved out of the house at the time. So, um, you know, he was, he was there supporting me, um, more than I feel like I was supporting him. Um, and, and then the other kids, they just kind of came alongside of whatever we were going, you know, they're very resilient and just very adaptable to, to the situation. And so we just did, cause this is what we've got to do. And so this is what we did. And, um, <laughs> They're fantastic. I'm really, really proud of them. Yeah, you should be. And uh, you know, one of the things that we wanted to uh, 
talk with you about was we all have the ability to make an impact mm -hmm. and you know we don't have to wait for something bad to happen or mm -hmm. you know have have this uh calling from somewhere we could just go do it and yeah. um yeah. there's no limit to the age at which you start or or finish for that matter um so is there anything through this whole journey, uh, as far as maybe the way that you live life or the way that you view life, um, that you would want to pass on to other people and, and impress upon them, you know, go, go do this, go live this way. Is there anything that comes to mind? Yeah. You know, we're not promised tomorrow, right? We don't, we have one life to live and, and we, I could walk out my home tonight and something could happen and I don't have the next hour even really because we just don't know. And I think that with that mindset, I I I I never want to be the person that makes somebody else feel bad about themselves. I never want to be that person to have somebody go home and want to hide in their house because I was a certain way to them and make them feel ill about themselves or whatever. And so I always I was raised with the mindset of of a positive attitude. I, I saw my grandmother go through a lot of struggles. I saw my mother go through a lot of struggles and come out on the other side with resiliency and strength and, and, you know, putting two feet forward and, and making a positive impact on other people. And like you said, you know, the, back to those smiles, you know, just walking down the street and smiling at somebody and saying, hi, you don't know what's going on in their life. They're looking down at the ground and they could be having the worst day of their life. But your smile and saying acknowledgement and saying hello to them made their day. And oh, yeah. um, and I, I that's how I live my life. And um, now I have my moments where I'm down and I'm struggling and whatever. And and I deal with that. But I still feel like I have a responsibility to to be kind and share yeah. in that. So right. I would that's encourage awesome. everybody to just, you know, we have our stuff that we've we've. We owe it to ourselves first and foremost, take care of ourselves um, and, and make a better, better community and better society and love yeah. on one another. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Such a great story and such a good reminder. We can all do so much by just making little, little differences. Yeah. And who would have thought a hundred sets of Legos could bring so much joy. Yeah. But I, I just, I really just love this story. So with, we don't want to close without giving all of our listeners an opportunity to be part of this miracle. So tell us how you're continuing this legacy that Jack had. So um, I partner up with Dornbecker Children's Hospital. That's where we um, had our, our uh, treatment. And I, um, every year, every May, I, I, May is when we started the drive six years ago. This is our sixth annual Lego drive. And so every May I get on my social media. I created an Amazon wish list, all Legos of different price range, different sizes, different ages, all the way from toddler Duplo blocks to, you know, a 6,000 piece Lego set for an 18 year old who might be in the hospital struggling for whatever reason. Um, and so every year I just get on my social media and I start 
promoting the heck out of it and sharing it with my friends and they're sharing and it just has caught on like wildfire. And then we um, collect those, they come to my home. And then um, at the end of June, early July, we take a trip, we load them all up in a truck and, and go up to Dornbecker and, and hand it over. And um, that's really, that's the highlight for me. And they're so excited. They're so excited. And we're the only <laughs> organization that um, donates strictly Legos. And so they love that we come up there. And that's that's the thing for me is those kids that are excited to get the Lego box. And I get messages all the time of kids that my son was really struggling and then they got him a Lego box. And now he's happy and he's playing and he's laughing. And, and it's like these parents are seeing glimpses of their children pre-illness and, and these Legos are bringing that joy out. And that's, that touches my heart. So that's what we do. And getting on with people like you <laughs> and you know, sharing our story. And, and I appreciate that so much, just spreading the word for sure. Well, I, I think uh, we've got a lot of listeners that are going to be excited to help. And, Absolutely. Um, but, you know, as much as we can give back in Legos, I, I think a message like Jax's uh, is more of a help to us and you know we definitely appreciate you coming on and and being willing to share his story and and uh yeah it's it's special to have you with us and thank you thank you and happy mom's day Tammy. happy mother's day to you too <laughs> Thank you for joining this broadcast with the breakdown duo of Deb and T-Wise. Share this podcast with someone it might help and hit subscribe. See you next week as the duo breaks it down to build you up.